Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another podcast of the of the Berean Post. We have been going through Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 2 we're in now. For those of you that have been following along, we've moved on now to verses 11 to 15. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Paul writes, in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of the requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them all, tri- over, a triumphing, triumphant, oh boy, I'm having trouble with that word, triumphing, 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 <laughs> sorry, over them in it. Wow, that was tough. Triumphing. I had trouble with that word this morning. One of the things that Paul is famous for is his especially long run-on sentences, at least by today's standards. For instance, in verses 11 to 12, he composes one single sentence. And But as we examine the following few verses, many ideas are going to be conveyed, making it necessary to break down these verses into multiple parts. So as part of the series, I aim to present the content in a manner that is easily comprehensible to those that are new to Bible study or to uh, Christian thinking or theology. As a result, I'll take the time to explain any unfamiliar concepts to the best of my ability for the modern reader. So let's start with the concept of circumcision because Paul starts this particular pericope within him you are you were also circumcised so what is circumcision well according to the mosaic law circumcision is the surgical removal of the foreskin from the penis usually performed by on a male in uh, on male infants when they are eight days old the practice of circumcision is considered an important ritual for jewish males and is a sign of the covenant between god and the jewish people the origins of circumcision in judaism can be traced back to 
the story of Abraham in the book of Genesis, where God commands him to circumcise himself and all male members of his household as a sign of the covenant between them. Now, the procedure of circumcision was performed by or is performed by a mohel or moel, M-O-H-E-L, a mohel, a trained ritual circumciser which removes the foreskin using a surgical knife or scissors. The, the infant's then given a Hebrew name and blessed by the family and friends with a ceremony that's typically followed by a, a festive meal. In addition to its religious significance, circumcision is also believed to have health benefits, including the risk, uh, the reduced risk of urinary tract infections and sexually transmitted diseases and even forms of cancer. So, but circumcision, um, as I understand it, is a type or a shadow of the true circumcision, which happens in the heart. So let me explain. Circumcision served as a physical sign of the covenant between Yahweh and the descendants of Abraham, marking the children of Israel as a people that were in covenant relationship with God. Now, this was a physical, this was merely a physical circumcision, and it was a sign representing that people were set apart or holy for God's plans and purposes. But it also pointed to a deeper reality, the need to cut away the evil produced in one's heart. Let's jump ahead to the New Testament for a minute because Jesus says in Matthew 15, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, and slanders. So this implies that the root of sin is not just an external set of circumstances, but the condition that's rooted in the human heart. And Jesus, he stresses the importance of of inner righteousness and teaches that it's not enough to simply obey external rules, but one must also have, in addition to that, a pure heart. Now, the idea that physical circumcision was simply a sign is not new to me or is not in, uh, just strictly a new uh, Testament concept. You know, the idea that circumcision was a type or a shadow um, that 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 was actually represented representative of something that was supposed to take place in the heart. No, this is not limited strictly to the New Testament. This is a theme that's also reiterated in the old, by the Old Testament prophets. In their warnings calling the nation of Israel to repent, which would be represented by having hearts that are circumcised. And for instance, in Deuteronomy 10, uh, verse 16, Moses tells the Israelites, circumcise your hearts there, circumcise therefore the, the foreskins of your hearts and be no longer stubborn. So here Moses is emphasizing the need for Israelites to change their hearts and turn away from their, their stubborn ways, which prevented them from fully obeying God's commands. So another passage would be in Jeremiah 4, 4, um, and this shows that God's desire towards for God this shows God's desire for outward obedience, but also an inward transformation of heart. It states, "Circumcise yourselves unto the Lord, remove the foreskin of your hearts, O men of Judah and inhabitants of, of Jerusalem." Lastly, in the book of Ezekiel, God promises to give His people a new heart and a new spirit. In Ezekiel thirty six twenty six, God says. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will, I will put, and a new spirit I'll put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 
Now, I believe this was a prophecy that was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 and is continuing to be fulfilled today. So how does the, the, the idea or the notion of circumcision relate here to the Colossian church? Well, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul uses the term circumcision in two distinct ways. First, he uses it to describe a class of people, namely the Jews or the Judaizers who believed in circumcision as a necessary practice for salvation. For example, in Philippians chapter 3, 3, Paul writes, For we are the circumcision who worship God by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Here Paul refers to himself and other Christians as, quote-unquote, the circumcision in contrast to those who believed in physical circumcision and, and that that was a requirement for salvation. But it's not just there. In, in, Galat- in Galatians chapter 2, uh, verse 12, Paul writes, for certain men, and this is probably more telling, he says, for before certain men came in from James, he was eating with the Gentiles, but when they came in, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. I think this is in reference to Peter, um, talking about when James and the other people of the circumcision came. He says he kind of separated himself. But the point is that he says that he referred to them as the circumcision party. So in this context, the circumcision party refers to, as I said, the Jewish Christians who believe that Gentiles, Gentile converts needed to be circumcised to be saved. Now, the second way Paul uses the term circumcision is to indicate a spiritual reality. For instance, in Romans 2, 28, 29, Paul writes, For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcised um, outward and physical, but a Jew is one inward, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter. Now, that's a quote from Paul, and he's saying that a real Jew is one that's actually circumcised um inwardly and the circumcision is a circumcision of heart that's not done by hands but done by the spirit of god so here paul's saying that true circumcision is not a physical act but a spiritual one that happens in the heart by the power of the holy spirit so back to our text here in colossians 2 11 which reads in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of christ So, in the Old Testament, circumcision was a physical sign of the covenant between God and the Israelites. But here, in the New Testament, Paul says believers are circumcised spiritually through their identification with Christ. This is a spiritual circumcision. It's not merely a physical activity performed by human hands, but a transformation in the heart that's done by the Holy Spirit. So, in this context, Paul is using the metaphor of circumcision to illustrate the spirituality, the spiritual reality of the believers, which is union with Christ. Paul says that through faith in Christ, believers have put off the old nature, the body of the flesh, and have been made new. This new identity is marked by the removal of the foreskin of the heart, again a metaphorical expression for the cutting away of sin and the self-centered nature. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, 
posts and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home. Thank you.